So today we're going to shift our focus and we're not going to start a new series, but we are going to go back to the Old Testament. And so go back to Psalm 90, Psalm 90 for our, our time in the Word. And I want to begin in verse, verse 10 and read through verse 16. What I want us to consider is the subject of time. Now I titled the message, What Time Is It? And you'll see why I, I put it in the form of a question here in a little bit, but I want us to just consider this subject of time. In fact, as, I was, as we were singing those songs this morning, they, they had to do with God's timing. They had to do with God continuing to work, whether it be looking back at the past that He's faithful or looking to the future knowing that He's trustworthy. It has to do with time, with trusting Him with our lives, with the time that He gives here on this earth. So I want us to just turn our attention to these verses and consider our lives. And my prayer is that we will be encouraged as we leave here today. Psalm 90, starting in verse 10, notice what it says. Seventy years are given to us. Some even live to eighty. But even the best years are filled with pain and trouble, and soon they disappear and we fly away. Who can comprehend the power of your anger? Your wrath is, at, at, is as awesome as the fear you deserve. Verse 12, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. O Lord, come back to us. How long will you delay? Take pity on your servants. Satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so that we may sing for joy to the end of our lives. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us, your servants, see you work again. Let our children see your glory. Would you just join me in prayer for a moment? Father, we thank you for our time that we have talking about time. And so I pray that you would just quiet our hearts and that, that we would allow your Holy Spirit to teach us today. I pray that you would just capture our thoughts and where we're at, God, and that, that you would say something unique and personal to our own hearts, reminding us of, of your goodness, of your faithfulness, that you're trustworthy. Lord, maybe it's something that you need to say to us in, in the form of convicting us or correcting our, our thinking in some way. God, we just ask right now, that you would accomplish what you desire in each of our lives and that you would be honored and glorified in it. And so we thank you for our time now in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we look at Psalm 90, as we look at a number of other verses that we're going to cover today, um, this, this is sort of going to be our, our springboard text that we're going to branch out from with this theme of God's timing in our lives. But as we think about the Word of God as a whole, and we'll look at a number of other verses, the Word of God is filled with instruction not just to correct us, not just to say this is the direction that naturally you go that is wrong and you need to start going this way, but the Word of God is filled with instruction to give us encouragement. We talked a lot about that last week, that as we gather together with believers, as we're under the teaching of God's Word, one of the benefits is that we go away, we should go away encouraged. 
Instruction brings encouragement, satisfaction, and joy. So let me just ask you a very basic question today. Do you need to be encouraged? No? All right. Some of us need to be encouraged. If you don't feel like you need to be encouraged today, maybe tomorrow you're going to face something difficult and you need to be reminded of the truths of God's Word that God is beyond the scope of time and that He has things under control. Do you feel like this world is out of control at times? Of course. And, it's, and, it's, and it can be frightening, it can be fearful, it can be miserable, it can be irritating, and so on. And, and, and we can, in our own thoughts and feelings, lose hope. But, but I want us to, to look at some, some things here in God's Word that I think will be an encouragement to us about this subject of time, that God is in control of our lives and the time that we spend here on earth. I think there's some verses on the screen that, that I want to highlight here. Psalm 34, verse 15, my future, my future is in your hands. Has to do with time, doesn't it? Trusting the Lord. The psalmist said, my future is in your hands. Was that one of the verses you read this morning, Heath? Same passage? Yeah. My future is in your hands. We can trust God. Psalm 39, verses 4 and 5 say this, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Yesterday, we were able to have a memorial for, for a young man uh, who passed away suddenly at the age of 30. And when you have funerals, memorials like that, when it's an untimely death, it reminds us again how fleeting life is, how we cannot control it. We can do our best to take care but ultimately, God knows the days of our life. He knows the first and He knows the, the last. And nothing that we can do will prevent that final day from occurring. And so are we going to lose hope? Or does that give us hope that God has a plan and a purpose while we do have breath, however many days we have left? So I read this verse early and you, earlier, and you may still be there in Psalm 90, but notice verse 12 again. It's on the screen. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. The King James, or the New King James Version says this, So teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. So let me just ask you, if we think about numbering our days and counting how many days we have, the, the simple question is, how many days old are you? Now, we ask it in years. Does anybody know? I bet you, Roger, he's a good, uh, he's a good mathematician. He probably knows right now how many days old he is. It it'd take him a little bit, but he'll get it. So how many days old are you? You don't have to answer that, by the way, because that gets into touchy territory when, we talk, when we're talking about um, how young or old we may be, may be. My dad always used to say, a friend is someone who remembers your birthday but not your age. 
Um, so keep that in mind. I don't always keep that in mind, and I need to be careful of that. But, but it's interesting that God tells us to number our days. We should keep track because we don't know how many we have left. And so we should reflect on God's faithfulness in the past, but also to know that He's in control of the present and He has a plan for the future. And we can trust Him with the days that He has given for us. God's Word has a lot to say about our life, about time in general, and His timing of it. And so I want our hearts to connect to this one main thought today and and go away with this one theme. You'll see it there at the top of your notes in the bulletin. When it comes to our time here on earth, it is always time and never too late to turn to the Lord. It's never too late to turn to the Lord. I think there are a lot of people that have concluded that they are hopeless and helpless, that they have gone too far to turn around. And everything that I see in God's Word about His timing is that He is gracious and merciful, and if you have breath, you have time to turn around, to turn to the Lord. So what is God's perspective and attitude towards time? Because we know that He's eternal, He's not affected by time, yet our time... Time in general and His timing is very important to Him and should be important to us. What does God's Word have to say about time? So when you ask Him, and maybe we can just ask Him briefly today, what time is it, Lord? What would He say? We're not looking at the clock. By the way, the clock is, is a little bit slow. That's not good for me, actually. Um, we need to get a different clock because it doesn't keep track of our time correctly. But when we ask God, what time is it? I want us to ask in a way that's not ask actually wanting to know the actual time, that it's 10 till 10 or whatever it is. But I want us to see in God's word what he says to us when we ask him, what time is it? Because I think there's three very important answers that he will give us. Real quick, I want to cover them. First of all, God says it's time to seek him. When we ask God, what time is it? He says, it's time to seek me. It's time for you to stop pursuing other things. It's time for you to seek me. And I want, to, I want us to be reminded throughout God's word that he continually calls us to seek him. Back in the Old Testament, in the book of Hosea, chapter 10 and verse 12, I love this verse. I would encourage you to go and look at this and underline it if you don't have it memorized. It says, plow up the hard ground of your hearts, for now is the time to seek the Lord. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts, for now is the time to seek the Lord. I don't know where you're at in your life today, but I know that each of us, because we are sinners by nature, it is a struggle day in, day out to seek the Lord because in our natural bent, we want to do things that please us. And that starts with allowing God to break up the hardness of our heart like a a field that hasn't been cultivated in a long time. We need to break that ground up so that God can begin to work. We need to pursue the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord. Hebrews 4 and verse 16 says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. So we're seeking Him. We're pursuing Him. 
There we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. That's reflecting of a time. There are times in our lives when we, when we are at our wit's end, when we are at our lowest point, we need to seek the Lord. Maybe this week has been one of those times for you. If it isn't this week, be assured that some point in the future you're going to have one of those days where you've come to the end of your rope. It's time for us to seek the Lord. When we feel like we need Him most or when we don't, we always need to seek Him. Back in the Psalms, Psalm 9, verses 9 and 10, it says, The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge, note this, in times of trouble. He's a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. Did you guys notice that promise? God says it's time to seek Him, but He also says, If you seek me, I will not abandon you. Those who search for you, He will not abandon See, God's not playing a game of hide-and-seek where, where He wants you to seek Him, but then He tricks you, and then He, he, he deceives you, and He hides somewhere else. He wants to be found. And so if you cry out to Him, if you're pursuing Him, if you want to turn around and turn back to the Lord and seek Him, God is there waiting for us. Let me just ask you something very simple. How was your time this past week in seeking the Lord? We did a survey. How many of us spent time every day reading God's Word, time in prayer? If we're honest, uh, some of us are, are maybe more consistent than others, but it is a struggle. Unless you've made it a, a habit and, and made that a, a part of your life, that is, seeking the Lord on a daily basis is so important, and yet it seems like Anything that can get in the way of our time with the Lord, sometimes we allow it to get in the way, don't we? When trials come, are you running to Him? When you're carrying a heavy load of burdens, are you carrying them on your own? Or are you running to Him? Are you seeking Him? So what trials, what burdens are you carrying that you need to go to him and say, God, you've told me that I'm supposed to let you bear my burdens and, and I want to go to you, I want to seek you, I want to let you take this load from me. Maybe another question that we need to answer today is what is keeping you from seeking the Lord? And this is where it gets a little awkward and a little convicting because maybe the Spirit of God right now is saying something very specific to you and is saying that right there in your life and you know what it is. That right there in your life is what is keeping you from seeking me. What is the Spirit of God saying? I need you to give that up. For the sake of the time that you have on this earth, which is not very long, for the sake of honoring my name and enjoying everything that I have for you and, in, and being blessed with the purposes that I have for your life, I need you to give this up so that you won't be hindered in seeking me. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to go there. But I would encourage you to read that verse, those verses again because it talks about laying aside the weight of sin and run with endurance, endurance the race that is set before us, seeking Jesus, keeping our eyes on him. We need to lay down that sin that hinders us from seeking Him. 
So we ask this question of time to God, and he answers, it's time to seek me. But not just in the sense of seeking the Lord, because I think another part of asking this question, God, what time is it? And his answer is not only to seek him, but it's time to trust him. It's time to conclude that God is a good God, that He's a trustworthy God, that He cares, that He understands what you're going through, and we need to trust Him with our lives. So again, think about the things that you're going through, and I want us to look at God's Word and conclude that He is worthy of our trust. Psalm 28 and verse 7, you'll see it on the screen, the Lord is my strength and my shield. I trust Him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. Some of us lack joy in our life. Some of us are by nature maybe more melancholy and and discouraged, and I'm there in that boat on a normal basis. And so when I read a verse like that, it reminds me, if I want to have joy, if I want to have happiness, then I need to get my eyes off myself and start trusting God. And that brings joy. Psalm 62, verses 5 and 8, notice this, Let all that I am wait quietly before God. And so there's that time element again. Let all that I am wait quietly before God for my hope, trust, my hope is in Him. Oh, my people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. And then here's another aspect for, for some of us, we need to hear this today. Yesterday as I was preaching at the memorial, I shared this verse as well to um, a group of people. Um, 99% of them I didn't know. It was the first time I met them was yesterday. And, and I didn't know where they stood before the Lord. And so we need to be reminded of 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2. For God says, at just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe today is the day that you need to decide once and for all, God, I trust you. I believe that what you did at the cross was enough. I receive your son. Most of you have already done that. Most of you are believers. Most of you are assured of your salvation when you die. You have that certainty. Praise God. But there may be some here today that for whatever reason, you know in your own heart that you've not put your faith in Jesus. Would you let what God has said in His Word ring true in your heart today? Today is the day that you can make a decision to turn in faith to Jesus. Another aspect of trusting Him for the believer, if you've put your faith in Christ, is you've as you think about this trusting Him and what that looks like, sometimes there's a hang-up, there's a disconnect, there's a problem. There's a reason why it's hard for you to trust the Lord. Not because you haven't trusted Him for your salvation, not because you haven't uh, made that decision to receive Jesus as your Savior and you know that if you were to die today, you would be in heaven with Him. You know that, you're, you're certain of that, but you still in your heart on a regular basis for, for specific things that have happened in your life, it is hard for you to trust God for today, for tomorrow, for relationships, for finances, for whatever it may be. Is there something, something, 
some event that has caused you to stop trusting God. Maybe there is some traumatic event, some tragedy, some some sin that someone committed against you. Maybe it's something way back in your childhood that you're still hung up on, that's still affecting you. It's amazing. The experiences of life that we go through, the traumas that we go through in life really do have an impact on our ability to trust God. Can we take God at His word? Can we let God's word wash over us to speak truth to the lies that we're believing? Because when we aren't trusting God, we are believing the lies of the enemy. The enemy says, see, God's not trustworthy. He let you go through this or that. That's a lie. God is trustworthy. God does let us go through terrible tragedies and terrible heartache, but God cares and He understands and He's there and He provided a way out and He provided a way to be healed and restored to bring you up out of the ashes and out of the misery. Go back to Psalm 90 and I I just can't help but be reminded of, of that verse in verse 15. Give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. We're crying out to God, God, I trust you to take the ugly and the awful and the sin and the pain and the hurt and wash it with your faithfulness and your trustworthiness and replace the evil years with good. God, I trust you and I choose not to believe the lies of the enemy anymore. It's time to seek Him. It's time to trust Him. And lastly, God says that His timing is perfect. We need to believe that today. His timing, not our timing. Not what we think is best, but His timing is perfect. We're out of time today. But look real quick at Psalm 90, and and I want us to just highlight in my Bible, in the New Living Translation, NLT, uh, it Four verses there in verse 12 through 16 challenge us to respond. Verse 12, it says, we're crying out to God, teach us. And so in God's perfect timing, we are asking God to, to help us to number our days so that we would live wisely. God, teach us. Then in verse 14, the psalmist says, satisfy us each morning. And so every day we're looking to God to meet our need. We're reminded that Jesus is the bread of life and and the living water. He meets both our physical needs and our most deep spiritual needs. Satisfy us each morning. Verse 15, we just talked about, give us gladness in proportion to our misery. So teach us, satisfy us, give us. And then verse 16, let us, let us see your work again. Let our children see your glory. Did you notice something uh, in communion in Matthew chapter 26 where, where Jesus gathered with the disciples? Maybe some of you noticed this. Jesus, Jesus said when he was getting the disciples ready to prepare the Passover meal, he said, my time has come. My time has come. He was talking about going to the cross. He was talking about everything that that I've lived on these 33 years on this earth and living in the flesh among you, 
came to this ultimate moment. My time has come to be the sacrifice, the perfect Lamb of God that would go to the cross. Jesus understood how important God's timing is. God's timing was so perfect that He, at the right time, sent His only Son to take our place on the cross and to give His life for us. In Romans 5, 6, it says this, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Love that. At just the right time, Christ came to die for us sinners. So, when it comes to God's timing, the reality is, whether it's the cross of Calvary or anything in our life, God's timing is always perfect. We don't see it. We would even at some times argue that. But the reality is what we see in God's Word and what we see ultimately in experience is that God's timing is perfect and therefore trustworthy. So, whatever you're going through today, whatever you're going to face this week, know that God wants you to seek Him, He wants you to trust Him, and He wants you to rest in His perfect timing. That's my prayer for myself my prayer for my wife and my kids, and that's my prayer for you. Let's allow God to be the God of our lives, whether they are short or long, that it would be about Him. Father, we thank You for our time today. We thank You for this reminder. God, help us to number our days so that we would live wisely. God, help us to put down the things of this life that, that we have allowed become idols and to distract us from seeking You. God, help us to stop believing the lies that that tell us that you aren't good, that you aren't trustworthy, forgive us, Lord. Cleanse us of these things and restore us and, and heal those wounds that, that have told us that, that you weren't trustworthy and help us to believe the truths that you care, that you understand, that you see it all and that you love us and you have a plan even in the midst of tragedy and, and sadness. And God, help us to trust you for the future, whether it's someone that needs to come to faith in, in your son and they haven't put their faith in him yet. Pray that we would trust you for your timing. Lord, whether it's someone that needs physical healing and they're facing um, a very dire outlook, prognosis on their health, Lord, we pray that we would trust your timing and that it's perfect. Lord, I pray that as relationships at times are broken or have problems, I pray that we would trust you and that you would restore those relationships and that your timing is perfect. We thank you for your work. We thank you for these promises that we can leave with today. Lord, we pray that you would send us away encouraged because you are in control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.